Hello? Hello? <sighs> Is anybody out there? Welcome to All the Shit with Tom and Will. This, this is the Quick Hit Weekly. What's up, Tom? What's up, Will? Welcome back to All the Shit with Tom and Will. Looks a little weird, man. We're in a new space. We're in a new setup. Uh, feels a little weird. It does feel weird. It yeah. feels kind of, uh, it's like being on a first date a little bit. It is. It is. <laughs> Looking across at your ugly mug and trying to figure out, hmm, am I trying to bang so this This meal's not, not going to do it for you. I'm going to need at least two. <laughs> yeah, man. So this is a new format for us. We're trying something new. Uh, you kind of pitched this the last time we all got together. The idea of us being able to do this in person, on site, at this public facility which is very nice absolutely and so it's it, it kind of gets back to the roots of what we initially imagined this could be right because the the genesis of all of this was you and me having a conversation in person in our offices at work and just being like man it'd be so incredible if we could share this and so when we took it and started the podcast and running with that idea it wound up becoming a little bit awkward at first because it was always virtual just by nature of how we had to record it and so, you know, with a little bit of extra investment, we got a little extra equipment and we're going to try this thing live and see if it changes the way that we interact and if it improves the, the show, because ultimately that's the goal is for this to be consumable for people who are, you know, I want to be interesting. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're hearing this on Spotify or another platform or you're seeing this on YouTube and you think this is an improvement or the opposite, you know, please let us know. Uh, that way we can just try and make this, like Tom said, as consumable as possible. We're going to do it regardless, so we might as well make it as pleasant an experience as possible for those that are willing to consume. Yeah, I think that's the key, right? Is it's, you know, first and foremost, as we've always said, this is for us. Mm -hmm. And if someone else can benefit from that, that's great. So, hey, man, I first want to start off because you haven't told me anything about your doctor's appointment. And it's been almost... I got, I got to stop you, Tom. I have to preface that with a high, a low, and a wild card. Right? Uh, okay, so okay, so okay, okay, okay. my high and low pertains to exactly what you're asking about. The wild card's a, a bit of an aside. So, I mean, what's it been? Two weeks uh, since we got together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has. So... Uh, as of that point two weeks ago, you know, I think I was in the midst of some weird medical stuff, trying to get a diagnosis, figure out why I've been continually sick for, you know, six weeks or so, spiking fevers and all that stuff. And so I've been going back and forth to the doctor, getting lots of blood work done, uh, and I hadn't had the results at that point yet. So I would say that my low is that following Friday night, I spent six hours in the emergency room. Yeah, man, you texted me a picture of yourself in a hospital gown, in a hospital bed, and I was like, is this dude dying? What is going on? And you wouldn't tell me anything. I know. I'm like, you got to wait, bro. This is this is juicy content. So my doctor calls me back that Friday um, evening, and he says, you know, the blood work finally came in, but I know you see that because you've You've been looking at the chart. I guess they get a notification when you review your test results. And everything came back positive for Lyme's disease. And so I'm like, okay, that's cool. And we're talking about that in the course of treatment. And I start to kind of tell him about some of my uh, initial symptoms, or my additional symptoms, rather. And uh, he's like, yeah, I can't really tell you this, or I'm not supposed to, but you should probably go to the ER. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll consider that. And so he starts going down this path and saying that his concern is that I may have meningitis that is induced by limes. And what? 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I only know this because I was going down the Lyme's path and looking at everything, but I had always thought, you know, meningitis, 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 is that's big, that's scary, that's concerning. But really all it is is, you know, you have these things called meninges in your spinal column and in your brain, and meningitis is inflammation of the meninges. The physical kind of symptoms of that can be as simple as discomfort and pain, stiffness in your neck. Dude, are you okay? I'm getting to that. Just just chill out. We don't need the anatomy lesson, man. I'm, I'm getting just... to that. Okay. And so anyways, I go, that's why he sends me to the to the hospital. Okay. And so I get there, you know, it's like 7 p.m. when I get there. So I'm in for a long night. I know it. And, you know, they, they come in, they hook me up, draw blood work, put me on all the diagnostics equipment, and I sit there for hours, you know, waiting to see a doctor. Finally comes in, does like five minutes of, you know, physical tests, looks at some of the bio information they gotten off my blood work, biomarkers and blood pressure, all that stuff, and asked me a few questions. And it's like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. You know, we're not going to do anything. So, you know, the low was I went and I wasted all that time Friday night in the hospital. But the high, the high was that I didn't have to get a spinal tap because if they suspected that meningitis was the, was the problem, they were going to give me a spinal tap. That's the only way to confirm that. So Eesh. long story short, they sent me home with a 14-day course of antibiotics, which doesn't really make sense because for limes alone, it's supposed to be a 28-day. So my doctor doubled that basically and, and just kind of said, follow up as appropriate if appropriate. You know, some of the symptoms have gotten better you know, and gone away. There's no fever. You know, I feel better in general, but I'm still hearing white noise 24-7, which is maddening. And in addition to that, I get occasional bouts of disorientation, right, which can all be parts of Lyme's that can, and it could take, you know, a full month after I complete the month course of antibiotics for some of those symptoms to subside if this is, you know, something I've had for a while and it's it's more of a chronic issue. The the really annoying thing and and you know, I'm not 100% certain that it is absolutely all kind of tied to Lyme's uh, because I'm starting to, uh, this week I've had another symptom crop up, which is really enjoyable as well. And that is, in addition to the constant white noise, deeper voices are starting to sound robotic. So what? yes, it's, it's insane and it comes and goes, right? So to the extent where I could be talking to somebody and all of a sudden it sounds like we're in a can and their voice is mildly auto-tuned, right? It'll kind of, it gets more severe or less severe to the point where higher voices are also becoming that way, you know, and my own voice I hear can be that way as well. And so it just comes and goes and I've reached out to my doctor, provided him that update. I haven't, I haven't heard from him. You know, I just sent him a message, but for now, I think I'm okay. I'm not convinced it's all tied to limes. And uh, I think, I think it kind of remains to be seen. Long story short, long story short, you're not dying. That I'm aware of. I don't need to find another co-host. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm glad that, that was your concern. That was my concern. Um, I'm thinking about myself only. Always. Yeah, naturally. It does not appear so immediately. But, I mean, we're all dying, so, you know. Tell me about your high then. Or is that the high Well, the high was combo? I didn't have to get a freaking spinal tap because that was a very real possibility as of the point I left my house on Friday evening to go to the ER. My doctor didn't agree with, you know, with doctors at the hospital you know, he felt it would have been appropriate. I kind of agree with him as, as well, but he has also put in a referral to the infectious disease group. I'm waiting for them to call me back and see if they think, you know, we need to dig deeper into potential, you know, meningitis or something of that nature induced by Lyme's. So, geez. All yeah. right. Well, 
you don't know for sure if you have it or not. I absolutely have Lyme's. That's clear as day. Whether or not I've got meningitis is, is kind of TBD. Okay, um, so you're going to see if this course of antibiotics helps, and if not, then you go for exactly, the spinal tap. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, too, I'm kind of really, what I'm suspicious of is some of the auditory symptoms, you know, because uh, that doesn't line up. I'd like to dig a little deeper into that, but there's only so much I can do without my doctor's assistance. Yeah. Damn, dude. So, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all good. Yeah. I feel all right. That's good. I mean... Yeah. It's it's ironic that we had a conversation not long ago about mortality. I, and, and since then, it's been like... Yeah, it's like you goosed. goosed I know, it's the, like, uh, all right, all right, we'll see how uh, how serious you are. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, you know, mentally. Get through this just like everything else. It would be nice to just know so I could get on, you know, and, and, and you know, not wonder, well, am I going to lose? Am I going to have permanent hearing loss? You know, is this how schizophrenia starts, right? You're hearing voices, robot voices. Oh, it's all, yeah, like, it's crazy. Obviously not, but, you know, it'd just yeah. be nice to get this behind me. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, I, I hope everything goes smooth and it's a quick, easy transition. I mean, it'll, it's something that you're going to have to manage, right, pretty much the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's very unclear what stage limes this would be. I don't think it's just simply because I, I, I don't recall having a tick bite. I don't think this is kind of what would be very acute or early onset. This is this is kind of middle of the road or advanced limes. Middle of the road, typically the course of treatment I'm on, you know, a round or two of that, and it should kind of, that should be that. If it's a little more advanced, you know, and certainly if there's any meningitis or anything like that, then it's uh, it requires a a similar treatment, but it's it's actually all intravenous. So hospital stays are associated with that as well. Um, yeah, when I showed Anna that picture, she was like, is he getting an IV? She immediately knew what the situation yeah, was. Yeah, so we'll see. That's That that could be in the in the future, which is awesome. I'll hit that deductible and then yeah. <laughs> that'll be on easy street. Oh, shit. All right, man. Well, hey, you could find a high end. That was awesome. Yeah, well, when you're looking down the barrel of a spinal tap, I think, uh, you know, you might consider that a bit of a high, too. Well, yeah, and if you wind up having one, I'm going to bring all this shit into the room, and we're going to we're gonna podcast live while you're oh, through the, through the Oh, my God, that would be amazing. I don't think we, I don't think they let us do that. Hey, but we'll pull some strings. We'll pull some strings. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I could get it done where Anna works. Uh, she works at the VA. You'd have to be a veteran. Oh, I bank with USAA. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right dude well hit me with your wild card wild card okay so this is good you remember that conversation we had about bears uh yeah yeah very cool awesome bears are awesome i was talking to a friend of mine it wasn't even about the conversation we had but bears came up somehow and i'm like yeah i mean people are just you know candy asses with this uh, black bear black bear you know whatever i'm like whatever brown bears and he's like you know there's a lot of deaths annually associated with black bears. I'm like, like, well, yeah, one in a million or some, you know, something. And so he pulls up Google and starts reeling through all these deaths where black bears have mauled, mutilated, killed, hospitalized, and partially consumed people. And so I'm sitting there eating crow like a boss, and I'm like, I'll still take my chances with a, <laughs> with a black bear, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a little more real than I initially understood it to be. I think it's different too with living in a residential area where people are constantly around. 
are most of those was it like they're camping they're in the you know. we didn't we didn't dig too deep into it it seemed like there was some there were some kind of extenuating circumstances around some of them but really his point was just kind of getting across the the volume of of them because i'm like yeah man sure a freak occurrence one in a, a million you know I'll, I'll fight i'll fight that black bear i'm not i'm not i'm not worried about it but apparently they they can get a lot more aggressive a lot more frequently than I than I thought. I guess they're pissed off about global warming too. Yeah, right? So that that kind of, yeah, I was eating my words a little bit. So Tom, what's your high, low, and wild card? Well, funny you should ask, Will. Um, Is it Tom? Because that's kind of the format of the I show. Have, I have legitimately been at a 10 energy-wise all day. And I've just been amped since I got up this morning because I was excited to be here. This is the first time doing this thing live. And being together, actually seeing your face, being able to smack you if I want to. Mm -hmm. But I'm really energized and excited by what this podcast is about to become, Mm -hmm. right? To jump all the way back when we were talking about the origin story of how we wanted to do this. And the reason that I wanted to do a podcast in general is because it pairs up with the book, right? right? So I wrote all the shit I wish I knew in high school published last year and one of the things that was most surprising about it it was you know i wrote it as a kind of a guidebook for young men Mm -hmm. eighth grade on right all the stuff that i wish i'd known in high school what to care about and what wouldn't ultimately matter that kind of stuff and just you know little bits of life advice in there but really just an unfiltered here's what i went through saw experienced and here's now looking back at it what i wish i knew about it right what surprised me about it was that all of the men that I sent it to mm-hmm. in the editing phase, you know, give me your thoughts, feedback. Is there anything that you wish you had known that I could include or think about? And so I, I sent this to like, I don't know, 15 different guys, right? All different walks of life, different sexual orientation, different race, all this stuff. I wanted to encompass as many different points of view as I could to make right. sure I was kind of covering everything. Yeah, because from... From the perspective it was written from was your perspective, and that can't be anything other than you know a straight white male, right? Because that's what you are, right? Yeah. And I think you know the the point of it is not to tell that narrative specifically, right? But to paint a general enough picture that anybody, I mean, shit, if if a your daughter eventually wanted to read it, there's enough content in there that's yeah, not really, gender specific. You were just going for basic human truths. Yes, yeah. right? So that's that was the root of it. What I didn't expect was that all these guys started coming back to me with their story mm-hmm. and how it affected them, right? right? And you were one of the key ones. So like you and I, we've talked plenty. Mm-hmm. But when you came back to me and you started, we sat down and you started unloading this, 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 made me think about this, this, this. And it was unprompted and you were just, it was the most vulnerable I've ever seen you. Right. And so that was, you know, a catalyst that said, hey, this podcast could work. Yeah. But it it was interactions like that. People that I kind of know, but don't really know, all of a sudden they're telling me stuff like I'm their therapist. Right. And so it was really interesting to see how that book hooked those men. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's an audience beyond just the kids. Right. Right. And so what I'm trying to do with this podcast is bring it full circle and say, hey, we're all shitheads. Right? Yeah, for sure. That's that's it. Like, you at the end of the day, I'm a huge shithead. And you know, As all of I. my all of my dirt's out there in this book. Right. And so 
that's what I'm trying to inspire is the ability for other men to have these conversations because I don't think most men do. A lot of men are very superficial, you know, close superficial, off. but it, it's there's it feels like there's risk to it. And then right. at a certain point, it just it's hard to make friends, yeah. right? Where do you make friends as an adult? And so I think a lot of people get stuck in the idea of their own story and they don't see that they actually have so much in common with so many other people. Right, right. You know, that to me is what kind of really got me interested or excited for the idea of what we're trying to do here with this podcast and, you know, the other portions of it in general, you know, because uh, you can take the same time and the same resources, material, if you will, and you can you can build walls or you can build bridges, right? And what we're talking about is building bridges, right? And making connections and, and kind of being open and honest. And, and to me, I'm just at that phase in my life where that is like, yes, I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about sports. Like if you want to talk about that one-on-one, we don't have to be skipping through, you know, crowded halls, shouting our feelings and our deepest secrets. But if you want to engage on a true, real, deep level, I'm about that life. You know, if you just want to bullshit, that's cool too, but that's all it is. And I don't have a lot of time in my life for superficial relationships. Right. And so what's energizing me and exciting me is that to this point, if you've watched any of this or heard any of our podcasts, it's, you know, two knuckleheads talking about nothing, right? The big picture is I'm trying to loop in more perspectives. So with the next step of what we're trying to do here with this podcast, we will start interviewing Mm -hmm. other men. Nobody special, nobody famous. Not yet. Yeah, right. (laughs) But the point is just to have a conversation about manhood, about life, about the challenges we face. And I think what I'm hoping to illustrate is that we can tease out there's a lot of similarities and a lot of, you know, strings that connect all of us. Even though we might think that guy's way different than me, that's way different than me, the different life experience, different whatever, right? But the universal nature of being human is common to all of us. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to exploring that. And so the first person I'm going to be talking to and recording is my father-in-law. That is a big bite to bite off. How do you think that's going to go? You know, he and I have a history, almost 14-year history now. Mm -hmm. We don't agree on most things, right? We are very different opinions on politics, religion, drugs. I mean, you name it. We're very, very far apart, and we've had plenty of arguments. But every time we get together, we look forward to sitting down, man to man and just having an open and honest conversation and it's always been fantastic right even the time that we almost came to blows it was still like a fantastic getting to know each other sparring verbally verbally being the key word right but he's one of the most incredible men i know and it's just because of his ability to open up and and talk Mm. to me i I don't know how it's going to go with a microphone in his face if it's going to be the same but i'm hoping to crack that code a little bit and start to have that conversation and once i do then these quick hit weeklies will transform from you and me just bantering about nothing to talking about what we found most meaningful from those conversations right right and that will you know of course we'll still do high low wild card Mm -hmm. but a lot of it's going to be starting to actually put the framework of what this podcast was initially conceptualized to be uh, together. And so that's what I'm really, really excited about. Yeah. So a couple questions on that, but real quick. So just to, just to simply state it really at the heart of all of this is normalizing healthy male relationships. Yes. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, because I don't. I, I agree. I don't think there's enough of that, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of champions for it. So, you know, if that's a flag we're going to fly, we might as well be those champions, right? Yeah, man. Let's yeah. fly that flag. Yeah. So, so I have to ask: uh, Did you really, genuinely, almost come to blows? Yes. Okay, and can yeah. I ask what the topic was or the subject? Or <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, I'll tell you about it. So, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll bring it up in the interview with him too. But I guess it, was, it might have been the last time they came to visit us. There was whiskey involved. So that was part of it. <laughs> Naturally. Too. Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, having a few drinks. And it wound up being, I, honestly, I don't remember exactly what the catalyst of it was. The but whiskey. I, but, but I remember his, his outburst had to do with when I explain something to someone. And I've been accused of this by my wife, by other people. At work, I get in trouble for this. My way of explaining something, I feel like I'm just deadpan explaining but I get that look of like, no, man, are you talking down to me? And absolutely, like, you are completely insulting me right now with the way that you present things. Yeah, the intention and the actual delivery are not in spec. Yes. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's what it was, right? Okay. So yeah. I was explaining something and he thought I was like spoon feeding him like an infant. Yeah. And so, you know, he blew up at me about the way that I was presenting it. Oh, wow. It. And at that point in time, right, whiskey and all, you were not in the mind state to receive that feedback? Particularly delivered in that manner? No, I was just very surprised by how animated he got. Okay, so right. you, so basically you went fight or flight, fight, let's go. No, well, it was just like, it was more, it was a verbal argument that got very hot. And before, you know, like nothing physical happened, but we were leaning forward toward each other, right? No fists or anything, but it was just like, hey man, I think that's enough for tonight. Let's, you know, let's go upstairs and we'll reconvene in the morning. Wow. So it was one of those. But, it, you know, it does, whatever the topic is. You know, we are almost always on opposite sides, and it's like a chess match. That, yeah. And that's the conversation I love, because he can spar intellectually with me. And that's, that's the part that I'm most interested in. Yeah, I really look forward to seeing how that goes, hearing how it goes, and then, and then kind of debriefing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a political conversation. I want to say it was around education, something. But yeah, yeah. well worth investing in. So I'm hopeful that the conversation there will be really good. And then we can, we can kind of dissect some of that. But yeah. over the course of this, you know, I'm, I'm also looking forward to interviewing my dad. Mm-hmm. Part of the thing that a lot of the men who have given me feedback about the book is, man, I wish that I had thought to ask these things of my dad, or if I could have these conversations with my dad, right. or I wish I had this when my son was younger and I could yeah. have invested a little more. Yeah. And so it's a unique opportunity for me to be able to sit down with my own dad mm-hmm. and have this conversation and record it. Yeah. I'm sure my brothers would be interested. I'm sure, you know, yeah. maybe yeah, nobody absolutely. else will, but it's questions I want to answer to, and it'll be interesting format. Yeah. I think, I think this is going to be really interesting too, because, you know, I think a, a lot of ways we're the opposite side of a similar coin, you know, um, and in general, the whole thing, like we're, we're talking about the same thing, but I think you're going to lean a little more towards those types of conversations. And what I'm really interested in engaging people on is kind of, um, you know, their, their aspirational desires, their, their, their story of defeat and victory and overcoming it and battling complacency and motivation. And, you know, that's, that's the part that really interests me. So this is going to be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be really fun. I think it'll bring a whole lot more value to our conversations Mm -hmm. and hopefully what we're able to share, you know, with, with the audience. Um, 
whatever audience we <laughs> happen to have. Which, um, by the way, if you're in the audience and you'd like to come on the show, yeah, let us know. That's it, man. Part of it is just you know having conversations with as many people as possible and hoping that through those interactions, we're going to grow as people. Yeah, right. absolutely. Regardless of anything else, we're going to grow as people, learning from other people's experiences, mistakes, victories, mm-hmm. success, failure. Perspectives. Perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's and we're not the objective is not to bring people on here and grill them and back them into a corner and force them to talk about things they don't want to talk no. about. But on the flip side of that, we don't want to bring people in and chat about the weather. No. Yeah, we're trying to mirror the types of relationship building and, and acquisition of knowledge and supporting your own life through someone else's, right? So yeah. rising tide lifts all ships. I'm taking a page out of your book and going with the <laughs> You know, the analogy, analogy here, yeah. but no, but I think it. I think it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, you know, it's a bit of an experiment how effectively we are able to engage people and get them to tell their story or whatever version of their story they're they're willing to to share at that point in time. Because I think it's going to provide just a rich experience for us. I know, and I think for everybody that's that's listening or watching or participating, you know, at some point down the road. So it's, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, man. So that's uh, that is the high for sure. I'm gonna kind of parlay that into a double high. And the second half of the high is I'm almost done recording the audiobook. So I think I told you I did finish recording it. Yeah. So for anyone who's interested in the book, all the shit I wish in high school, you can Google that high school book. The website is thathighschoolbook.com. But I'm working on recording the audio version of the book, and my goal is to release it for free on the website. And so I'm in the process of cleaning it up. I have recorded all the chapters, but mm-hmm. now I'm going back and listening to the first chapters that I recorded. And at that time I was so focused on just enunciating and going slow enough that it sounds kind of like complete garbage. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, there's going to be a couple that I probably have to re-record to be more conversational. But yeah, I'm very excited to be able to put that out there for free to anyone who wants to get involved, listen to it, use it as a resource, refer it to a young person that needs that type of support or guidance just you know introspection for yourself it surprisingly that's how most men that have responded to it have seen it so yeah and you know even if you don't think it would be your cup of tea but you're interested in the show and you listen it'd be worth giving a read or a listen just so you have some context uh, additional context to kind of see what was the genesis of all of this yeah so it's all coming together in a perfect storm maybe it's a perfect soup yeah. I do love a good soup. Yeah, soup so better be good. So with that, real quick, uh, you know, you referenced the website. What's mm-hmm. the web address? Thathighschoolbook.com. Dot com, right? Yep. And then you can access everything through there, the podcast, the book. Uh, you said it's going to be free for download, audio version, but what if you want a physical copy? So physical copies are available on the website. You can also get them on Amazon. If you order it through my website, I'm happy to sign it for you for free. Put a little note in there for whoever you're buying it for. But again, if you are an audiobook type person, that's the way that you want to consume it. When I release it, I'm planning to put the whole thing up there. For $5, you can just download the whole thing straight up. Otherwise, I'm going to be putting a sign-up box where you can drop your email address and it'll drip out to you one chapter a week for free, 100% for free. And that's just a way for me to follow up with you in the future. But, you know, we're not 
spamming anybody with anything. Awesome. Do you have any plans to uh, get it on Audible at some point? Man, I have no idea how any of that stuff works. <laughs> Let me answer. Yes, it will be on Audible at some point. <laughs> at some point. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, awesome, it should, it'll be everywhere. It's, if it's going to be free, it's going to be everywhere. So yeah. that's that's the goal is just to you know, get that resource out there. That's why I wrote it. Absolutely. I'm not trying to make a million dollars off of a book. I think that's it, man. I think that's... Uh, it's my high. So where's your low? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, God. you've been okay. bouncing around like a freaking, uh, you've been driving me crazy all week. I'm like, chill out, Tom, you know. Dude, my low. Oh, man, look, my low. Yeah, this is a good one. So you know that Anna is, um, she totaled her car again. Oh, no, is she okay? She's fine. Okay. Yes. She, uh, this last week when it was raining real bad, mm-hmm. she goes to work, she goes to the gym early in the morning, so she leaves right. the house around 4 a.m., it's dark. Respect, I'm down with that life, Tom is a bum, I, I know. know. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm a total bum. So she's on her way to work, and uh, a tree had fallen across the road, and it was right around a bend. Oh, man. And so she did Those roads are so stop. windy, yeah. Yep, just completely, you know, took the front bumper off, ran over that, airbags deployed, everything, so. Oh, wow, was she pretty shaken up? She was, but I, I, I don't know. It's like talking to her after a crash, and I've done it enough now. <laughs> that I have a large enough sample size that I like, you know, it's like talking to a Formula One racer. You know, it's like, like, yeah, I came around the corner and uh, it was just there, you know, so I, I kind of tucked and rolled and, uh, you know, got back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, put me back in the car. We'll fix it up and uh, see you guys next week. So, yes, she totaled that car. And, you know, part of me, I feel bad about it. Because when she called me, I was still sleeping, mm-hmm. and I have do not disturb on, so the only call that will come through is hers. Right. So phone's ringing. I'm like, oh my god, must be. Some- I answer it. She's like, hey, I was in an accident, and you know, I'm still waking up. So she's like, I'm in. A- I was in an accident. Tree in the road. Blah blah. This that. There was another car that hit it before me and was off on the side. There's somebody here already. Uh, tow trucks on the way. EMS is here. They check me out. I'm fine. Blah, blah blah. And then my immediate thought was like, "Fuck! Why do we have to do this again?" And it, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be honest, Tom. Probably not the best. You response. don't have to judge me. Yeah, I'm, I'm judging not, I'm myself. Not judging. I'm, 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 I'm not judging. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this all week. Like, I'm tr- still fuzzy on whether or not that was my response before or after she told me she was okay. Mm. And the thing of, it, I think it's just that. I heard her voice. I knew she was okay. Right. Right. And there's a chance that if she had been in an accident and had some kind of injury and she was, you know, just jacked full of adrenaline, she still could have sounded okay. But I think the fact that EMS had been there and checked her out, blah, blah, right. So I'm automatically defaulting to, damn it, this is She was going too fast because she was trying, you know, driving the exact same way that she would in regular weather conditions. And it's a downpour and all the stuff. And, you know, so I'm judging this. And in my head, getting angry about it. And when I go to pick her up, because I had, you know, I had to get up, go pick her up, and then come back home. And mm-hmm. I got to go back to bed for an hour before I actually had to get up to go to work. But driving there, and then later driving that same stretch in the daytime, I realized that it is a pretty sharp curve. And even if you were going relatively, you know, at a moderate pace for, especially considering the weather, it's still been really hard to see it and stop in time. Yeah. And so I'm really disappointed in myself mm-hmm. for the way that I responded to that. And that I didn't, I, feel, I don't feel like I supported her as well as I should have. Right. And um, does she feel that way? Do you know? Have you, have I did. You guys I've, talked? I've expressed that You're to like, her. 
I'm sorry. I'm an yeah, ass. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's fine. I understand, you know, it was my fault. I'm like, no, it was not. I mean, and that, that's the part that bothers me is I don't want her to think that I think that or that I think less of her. Right. right. I'm, my frustration is I have to get up and I'm losing sleep now. Right. My frustration is we have to get another car now. Mm. My frustration is this is the third car you've totaled, you know, second since you've known me. That doesn't matter. Right. That's irrelevant. The fact that she was in an accident and I wasn't as supportive as I absolutely could have been Mm -hmm. is a huge knock on me personally. Yeah. And I've been taking that harder than she has. Right. I don't know, man. I just wanted to put that out there and just, it was, that was a real low for me. Not like the fuck the car. I don't care. Right? Yeah, we have to yeah, get a new yeah. car. Okay, whatever. I'm low about the way that I responded to that yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm sitting here thinking because I can have a similar response to different situations, you know, but the outcome can kind of be the same. But for me, the moment safety is involved, everything goes out the door. I'm like, everybody's okay. Burn everything else to the ground. I don't give a shit. Everybody's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I find that, you know, I don't know, maybe it comes with having a hero complex or, you know, I would have, I think in that situation for me personally, what keeps me from taking kind of that approach versus the situations I take that approach in, or, or I just have those natural tendencies is where, you know, it's something that's not safety related, but incurs expense or damages property. And it's like, son of a Bitch, this is why we can never get out of a yes. hole. Yes, yes. You know? And there is, there's an element of that, yeah, right? exactly. But it's on that line. And yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, part of that could be attributed to, you know, it being 4 a.m., right? And you're not, you know, maybe you're a little on, operating on that reptilian brain, you know, whatever. Dude, you know me. I don't wake up until 10 a.m. I get to work at yeah. 8, and you don't see me functional until 10. Yeah, like, I've tried to meet with you at 8 or 9 a.m., and it's, it's a crapshoot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. It is what it is. Don't take it too hard on yourself. The important thing is that you realize that that's not ideal. And so you can work on it, right? But hopefully you won't have a lot of opportunities to work on that. But the ones that you do, you'll recognize them, you know, and kind of... Yeah, I think the thing that gave me, you know, to put a silver lining on it, I don't know that me five years ago, shit, probably not three years ago, would have even recognized how shitty I was. Right. You You just would have continued to be salty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't have the, for whatever reason, introspection is becoming like a superpower for me. It kind of feels good too, doesn't it? It does, but yeah. man, it's like all of a sudden, all these fucking blind spots I've had for my entire life pretty much are popping up right in front of me. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, there's a weight and a responsibility that comes with that introspection yeah. that, you know, if you want to get better as a person, it's not fun and it's not easy. And you just have to about be ready to put all your dirty laundry out there. And it's very, like you said, it comes from a place of, of vulnerability in, in those relationships. You know, you had to be vulnerable to your wife to say, you know, look, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have acted that way. And I really wish I hadn't. But all I can do is work on it. And I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that I did all of that. And, uh, you know, I probably have apologized every day since yeah every time we talk about what kind of car we're going to get it immediately comes back and i'm like i'm really sorry yeah really really because i mean if anything had happened to her Mm -hmm. and my initial response had been what it was oh my god dude i would yeah you know i'd never be able to forgive myself for that yeah you know so yeah that's my low but it's a 
you know, it's going to work out because we're driving to Indianapolis. And so now we get to take the rental car and I don't have to put those miles on my truck. So nice. That's good. What kind of rental car? Uh, Toyota Corolla. Eh, good on gas, I guess. Good on gas. Yeah. That's about all yeah. you can say <laughs> about it. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. I'm glad she's okay. Yeah, me too. What have you got for a wild card? Man, my entire life is a wild card. Oh, shit. I, was just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have a very specific wild card. I had those clearly defined highs and lows. I would say the wild card is just, I, the other night I asked Anna, I was like, do you think I'm bipolar? And she's like, no, you're not bipolar. And I'm like, no. but I bounce back and forth between like, I'm so happy. And I'm then down in the dumps, like kicking the shit out of myself or something mm. else. And it's just like, I know I'm not. Right. right? I know I'm not. But the emotional roller coaster I've been on the past week in particular and really the past few months has just been like Yeah. Your your highs are higher and your lows are lower. I, I think yeah, you're not bipolar, right? Yeah. But some people just have a wider range, you know, some are a little more I feel like I'm a little more even keeled for the most part. Not to say there aren't lows or there aren't highs, but the extreme between the two doesn't change as rapidly and, and sometimes a lot of times isn't as as, as big of a difference. Well, what happens when you come off your lithium though? Nah, I don't take lithium. I don't even like taking ibuprofen. It's so. just cocaine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you have any? No, but I heard that movie Cocaine Bear was supposed to be pretty good. I kind of want to see it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, one, Love Ray Liotta. I think it's the last movie he's in. Oh, shit. Um, plus, it, it just looks like a, a, a good fun time, man. Yeah, it looks like a stupid, like... Talk about bears. Yeah, so, right. Topical. No, all right. So, so and now it's based on a true story. Take that whole situation that that brown bear that is terrifying, and that black bear that we've now learned can also be terrifying, and put them on cocaine. I'd be afraid of any bear on cocaine. Absolutely. Even uh, dude, koalas are nasty. Koalas? Yeah, man. They're mean little fuckers. Hmm. Curmudgeon-y. Curmudgeon-y. I wouldn't mind seeing a panda bear on cocaine. <laughs> I feel like that'd be pretty yeah, funny. They're yeah. basically big clowns. Let's not dive too far into the bears. Yeah, so. or the cocaine. <laughs> right. So I guess we can wrap here. As always, Tom, a pleasure. And I really look forward to seeing uh, where we take this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to the 2.0, you know, Shithead Nation. Let's get this thing started. Let's go, shitheads. <laughs> and that's out of 100% out of love because I'm the first person to call myself a shithead. And I'm the second to call him a shithead and then admit <laughs> I'm also a shithead. So. so yeah, man, that's, let's get this thing going, start some great conversations and let's just grow you yep. know, as people and hopefully we can pass that on and just, if we can improve the quality of our own lives, I think that will ripple out into the community and that's what we're trying to do. That's the plan. Let's do it. All right, brother. Take Bye, care. Man. See ya. See ya.